Welcome, ma'am, to this Insta Live. Thank you, we thank you, Doctor Sora. And we are very happy. I'm very happy to you know invite you again with this on this Insta Live, and let's have a good clinical discussion. Okay, thank you so much. And before we proceed further, uh, let me introduce Doctor Asha Choudhary. Uh, Doctor Asha Choudhary is a vibrant personality. Those who know Doctor Asha Choudhary directly, and she is very sweet, she, very humble. and she is the former principal of dr b r sur homeopathic medical college and she is still continuing as a professor in the same college and she has extensive experience regarding clinical practice research administration welcome ma'am thank you thank you dr soroj my pleasure also to join your channel again i hope we will do a good session this time again <laughs> yes ma'am very <laughs> sure so how are you doing ma'am I'm fine. How are you? All your friends are. I think they've joined also. Yeah, they're still joining because uh, yes, they're still joining. Okay. So okay. Good, good. We can start the discussion because this will go into archive also. Those who are not present here, they can. So try to save later. this time. Try to save. This yes. Time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay. Our our last Instagram could not be saved due to some technical reasons, and we still regret because that was one of the finest Instagram live we had on. Um, <laughs> And no, we'll it, have it was, we'll have another the same same. We'll have one more. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Sure, ma'am. So, ma'am, uh, let's start the discussion. Um, what? See, it's a common clinical topic, and uh, if I'm not wrong, it is one of those topic those who have given a popularity to homeopathy because even even you know the yeah even patri ki dawai. you know even the layman knows that there is there are medicines for stones in homeopathy even the conventional practitioners they know even if they have not heard about homeopathy they must have heard about the barbaris vulgaris so this is one of the area which has given a popularity that yes nothing is there okay go to the homeopathy because there is medicine for renal stone or kidney stones or patri so ma'am what according what what challenges have you faced like what are the symptoms you uh, you know you have observed now here and then when the patient comes to you with a renal stone actually you know renal stones are basically the collection of the metabolic waste in the body which should normally be excreted but they still remain inside the body so because of that wherever the impaction is the person will complain accordingly if the renal is in the pain in the it is also called the renal calculi calculus is also one of the word so if mm. there is some problem mm. like if it's the pain in uh, stone is in the kidneys then they will have pain in the back region flank region if it is radiating it will radiate until to the groin also and the other common symptom is the person may complain of blood in the urine and they can be a spasm and if the person goes beyond these then he may complain of nausea and vomiting also these are the one symptom which we don't correlate with the kidney stones and he may be having the uti also but most common is the radiating pain and which all laymen know that agar idhar se pain idhar aa raha hai to ye patri hi hoga mere ko to this is uh, what i have also come across and mostly this pain comes at the middle of the night at 2 o'clock early in the morning when everybody is sleeping this pain will come up it will uh, mostly it comes up at a very odd hour so this is what i have come across yes i i, I would like to add something that nowadays the uh, 
the anxiety about symptoms is so prominent so much that mm. whatever pain abdomen is there people relate okay i have pain in st- i have stone ha you know, i have come across uh-huh. many patients even if they have like gastric complaints and if the even if the pain is on you know uh, not on the right flank or it is on the lower abdomen also they think okay fine i have pain i i should be having stone let me get, go to the nursing home and let me get some injectables or let me you know get some painkillers so that the pain is subsided and i have stones and because many times because yeah then because this is because of the over media things now on google you read everything that is why you <laughs> come over become so conscious about these things and and this is this is creating a nuisance nowadays the self diagnosis is becoming an obsession that yes even the uh, investigations are aside the patient knows i have this stone i, I have started taking uh, once i had a patient he told me that uh, sir i had pain at night and it was on the right side and the next morning i went to a pharmacist a pharmacy mm-hmm. homeopathic pharmacy i got the bulbaris vulgaris the magical remedy for stones the stones and i started yeah i started having it and i am having it for past one month so you can imagine without under undergoing any investigation without assessing it without consulting mm-hmm. a doctor only one pain was there and the patient was started with one otc so this is one of the problem we are facing nowadays with our patients so yes, yes summing up this section that the symptoms are usually the right flank pain or the left flank pain or the flank area or maybe the pain radiates from the side to the lower uh, part of the abdomen or maybe a back pain can also mimic uh the underlying renal stone and let me tell my readers that it is not always that the stone have pain it may majority of the time it's a silent pain it only happens when the stone moves on when there is any activity or when there is any associated infection if the stone is there and if it if it is there for like a couple of months or years usually the stones are silent stones usually the big stones are silent stones silent stones. am i right ma'am and most yeah, yeah especially in the lower calyx there will remain silent uh, forever especially the lower calyx yes. stones they are yes, like that only and mostly so, we uh, go for yeah yes, See, sometimes you go for ultrasound then the doctor might tell you you got a stone also and the patient doesn't know at times gall stones hmm. renal stones they are at times diagnosed like this only and sometimes patient will not have any symptom also then he will realize that he has got a stone also so what you were telling about the clinical the self diagnosis i must comment over here that self diagnosis is not the always the right diagnosis one should even if you have got pain you must go and consult the physician let the physician decide whether you want to take the medicine for how long you should take the medicine what test you should undergo these are the very important things ma'am i think over the time people have accepted that this is the, a common clinical condition and this can be tackled uh, tackled off at their own end so it mm. is one of the one of the most common clinical conditions those who are misused with the usage of otc you otc know, is many times because they are considering it as a simple condition they are considering it as a very uh, you know common condition and this commonality and this the simpleness is uh, you know leads to the otc and then they go into problems i have seen patients going into problem because of ignored stones and misdiagnosis and mis, you know 
well treatment well treatment so it's it's yeah it's a humble request to the listeners and those those who would be listening that please do not you know go after self diagnosis or self medication a doctors a discretion is always required now i'm uh, continuing this uh, uh, let's let's have some uh, uh, you know information on self diagnosis versus the clinical diagnosis so what what do you think the common investigations can be there if a patient is presenting with a common symptoms like pain or nausea or bleeding or blood in urine so what what are the common investigation we should be advising see normally we can make out from the history of the patient whatever the patient tells history is one of the definite uh, investigation mm. where you can come to a diagnosis also that the person is having a kidney problem uh, because of the symptoms which i just told you pain blood in the urine and mm. there are sometimes the uti is there there is fever low mm. abdominal pain mm. and chills are there so once you mm. know the patient is having a definite uh, cause a definite diagnosis is the renal calculi then we go for the blood test to know the kidney function test you go for the thyroid and parathyroid test also then we go for the urine test the microscopic and macroscopic both and then we go for the investigations like the ultrasound x ray uh, mri or these are the important investigations which are required then another thing is we should go for the uh, metabolic test uh, nowadays you know metabolic diseases are also causing these problems metabolic disorders are there so these are yes, also causing these problems so blood test urine test then we go for all these uh, things these are very important and the most important once you know that the person has already passed one stone then stone analysis is also very important because very, after very, very uh, important point yeah because once you know the stone what type of stone was normally there are 15 16 types of stone but 70 to 80% stones are of calcium so those mm. stones can be analyzed then accordingly you can go for the prevention and treatment also now i would like to add uh, to this uh, section here about the investigation that even investigations are misused the yes, patient yes. go i i think rarely think that the you know uh, any patient comes to me and uh, you know ask my advice to get an x-ray done majority of the patient if they have pain they straight away go to the lab get the ultrasound done get the x-ray done get the mm-hmm. ct scan done and ct scan nowadays is being misused they HR think that hr ct uh, after covid <laughs> yes ma'am <laughs> yes ma'am no they, they think that uh, more the complex investigation more or uh, good is the diagnosis good diagnosis but this is this is not so this is not no. so even the plain simple investigations can tell you that yes, yes this case is rightly diagnosed with the renal stone and with the hydronephrosis and all the complex investigations i'm i'm i do advise to the patient but only those to those patient who need it yes yes you know the patient the who are into ha ne- yeah, final hmm. discussion should be of the physician one more thing i just remember in this context that uh, many time patient says that uh, i got my extra done mm. and there is no stone but i have the typical stone pain see no investigation is foolproof investigation mm. it's always a battery of investigation we should be doing with the patient that if we ask patient okay fine get the extra done there is no like stone in this and no, whatever is there nowadays yeah. digital but, x-rays are very good mm-hmm. yes ma'am but there are certain certain stones or certain sites where ultrasound is visible there are certain stones yeah. are not visible in x-ray also yes 
because of maybe because of impacted gas or maybe because of low qualities of x-ray because you know digital x-rays we don't find in villages and all so no. if, if these conditions are there it is always better to get the second investigation as ultrasonogram because the two combination will tell you the majority of the stones would be covered in the x-ray and ultrasound also so if you have any confusion if your patient is there and you're having a confusion the symptoms are pointing towards a needle stone or maybe you know sometimes you find concretions on ultrasound and yes, x-rays are clear yes. and the vice versa also because since uh, these radio opaque shadows are there but if the stones are soft stones they are tend to be missed in x-rays so they would be uh, picked up in ultrasonogram so better if investigation is always advisable do the blood test as mam said and yes this specialist investigation should only be done when there is need when you know what exactly you want to know in that patient otherwise it would be just a waste of time and energy yes. that the patient is undergoing this in- investigation especially in india when where the investigations cost too much so it would be a burden on the patient yes there definitely right. is going to be a burden burden on the patient mm. but whatever yes. one can be uh, stone can be diagnosed just by simple digital mm. x ray also mm. and there is no mm. uh, uh, point to tell to the patient to go for further investigation so but if they are required one must be advised so ma'am uh, how frequently you advise patients these investigations like repeat investigation see repeated once you have to done uh, you have done once then you give to the medicine maybe after 2 3 mm-hmm. months if the symptom is there then after 3 mm-hmm. months we can wait uh, give medicines till 3 months is okay maybe the medicine mm-hmm. is required for 6 months also maybe uh, at times for a year also the patient requires the medicine but uh, investigations can be done after 3 or 6 months depending upon the case and the patient also the severity of the disease mm-hmm. how frequently the person is having this uh, pain or if frequently is there then mm-hmm. one can go for investigations early also it depends upon the situation of the patient and the condition of the disease also okay and for, ma'am uh, like uh, one one question which was presented to me and which came into my mind uh, just now that uh, patient mm-hmm. those who are uh, self medicating and they are taking tinctures for long right okay so uh-huh. it's a, it's a challenge for a physician that the patient the patient comes to you and say ki sir i am already taking this these tinctures for two years now for two years so what should be our for you to your people take for two year three year five year down the okay. line i've seen okay. patient taking the you know big bottles of barbaris and hydrangea and the uh-huh. otcs patents and all and they're keeping at their home they take daily they're that this notes. is yeah and you know there's a concept that they think that it flushes toxins out of your kidney so even if they are not taking it for stone they take taking as it as a detoxifying agents like you know, people who don't out drink toxins. who don't drink beer they take homeopathic medicines <laughs> the concept <laughs> may be like this <laughs> but it should so, be uh, it should not be allowed like this <laughs> so what would do how would you you know how you explain to those patient that yes okay or what the kind of washout period you give to those patient or what kind of treatment you adopt in that to, to those patients see first thing is you should make the patient understand that what problem he mm-hmm. has got and what are the consequences until when he, he requires a medicine one should not mm-hmm. be uh, uh, the you know it depends upon the doctor how smart you are to mm-hmm. tackle your patient 
since you all mm-hmm. are practicing so you should be able to tell the patient that this medicine might cause some harm also you have to scare them it's not like mm-hmm. that they will keep on taking this medicine like in uh, your patients who take otc and all the combinations mm. and whatever medicine they are taking from the otc that they are trying to save the kidney but in spite in spite of that instead they are damaging their liver so yes, you are trying to save one organ but you are trying to damage the other organ all the medicines they will affecting the organ uh, liver also so the mm. you should convince to the patient that now you are okay there is no need to take any medicine and to be on the safer side one uh, even x-rays are not allowed that frequently that you don't allow mm-hmm. tell your patient every 3 months go and get one x-ray done whether to the kidney stone is still there or not there so mostly 90% you should take treat the patient according to the history only suppose okay. the patient is not having any pain for last 3 or 6 months there is no need for anything mm-hmm. i think because the situation is very much under control and patient is comfortable also and mm-hmm. taking these medicines are definitely going to cause some bad problems some side effects are definitely going to be there which we don't see mm. at present but after then you should mm. explain to the patient that abhi aapko ye medicines not uh, you feel this medicine is okay and since you don't mm. have any problem but once you have the problem these medicines may not act also so that time will be a bad time for you instead just uh, take lot of water to flush and the kidneys all the problems in the kidneys can be flushed out by taking water and by maintaining your diet so my th- request to all the physicians is try to convince the patient and try to find out that the explain to the patient that you are okay now you don't require any medicine but uh, depends all upon the doctors also yes ma'am and uh, ma'am uh, like uh, how are potencies better than tinctures See, this is totally the doctor's uh, thing because it depends if it's an acute condition, you can give tinctures mm-hmm. also. But sometimes you require potency also. Uh, that totally depends upon the doctor because this homeopathy is very <laughs> controversial at times. If I say potency and something goes wrong, they will say, "No, no, doctor, I should only give potency only." <laughs> so <laughs> this potency and the tincture is totally the discretion of the doctor, the requirement of the patient at that particular time. sometimes at that time only the potency will be helpful then give one potency only why give tinctures so but sometimes tinctures are more required so you give tinctures but there is no hard and fast rule in homeopathy homeopathy is very much uh, simple but it's very complex at the same time <laughs> no I, i still remember patient says kid sir please give me tincture it is it, the, it is more strong than the potency <laughs> so it's strong in which even with sense what sense <laughs> <laughs> maybe no, maybe no. in taste sense yeah, yeah you ask him to take beer rather than take this medicine <laughs> wrong way <laughs> i i once advised a tincture to a patient and uh, he he took that medicine and after a week he came back so he said in that language sir the tincture na bahut kadwa hai so the tinctures are usually bit bitter so katani sir ye na bahut jalta hai andar matlab he was talking in plain language ki sir bahut maybe he took without water na to, to burning yeah he was taking without water he was taking <laughs> those 10 drops yeah he was taking those 10 drops of tincture over his tongue directly and oh, i really i saluted him <laughs> i said this is saluted him ki i told ki i asked you to dilute this in water and take ah, it with some more than he had the third half 
and then he you know did his homeopathy and uh, right right like but so how is he now was, how's your that had, patient now <laughs> he is better <laughs> after that, after that day i i i started writing the dosage on the you know his uh, vials that, that thing should always be, be written on the prescription like half cup of water 15 drops 20 you know, drops three times a day the cup of half cup of water should always be written <laughs> yes sir now a, a, a leading question a joining question how much water we should take look people oh, say yeah, that that's very take good too topic. much of plenty of water and you know flush your system with the water flood your system with the water and the stone See, will be thrown out is it true yeah yeah if stone may or may not be thrown out at least your kidneys will function better <laughs> at least the kidneys will function normally also <laughs> because the stone uh, throwing out a stone is a different thing and drinking water is different mm. drinking water will be helpful to the entire body you know Mm-hmm. So for uh, there's a formula for this. For every twenty kg of your weight, you require one liter of water. Suppose you are eighty mm-hmm. kgs, then you should take at least four liters of water in a day. And sometimes mm-hmm. people are not interested in taking water, so they can supplement with juice, tea, or something like that. But that uh, is not a definite sup- uh, supplement for the water. Water itself should be taken mm-hmm. uh, per twenty kgs. One liter of water is required. Okay. uh because see there's a uh, misconception and uh, i would like to clarify that misconception drinking too much of water will not is also be is also uh, beneficial in each and every case see if the patient is having hydronephrosis and he is taking too much of water see the filtration rate of kidney is not going to change no okay and but the pressure only is felt in bladder it is not felt in the ureter it is not felt in the kidneys but if we drink too much of water there is any hydronephrosis if there is any back pressure that may aggravate that hydronephrosis because of gravity the urine is being collected in the bladder only so bladder mm-hmm. stones can can be pushed out they can be flushed out but un, i i doubt that this pressure in the kidney is so much that it is you know going to flush the stones out of the kidney yes drinking plenty of water makes your kidney healthy it improves the filtration rate it improves the kidney function and yes the stones are usually thrown out of the kidney into the ureter but they are not there is no flooding of water in that uh-huh. the flooding the flooding is only there in the bladder right okay so if if the patient is having bladder stone if, if the patient is impacted ureteric stone yes it might be of some help but don't flood your stomach with too much of water because that can also be harmful to your body Am I right? See, that is very, very right. Even excess of water is bad for the kidneys. They are also caused uh, kidney stones. Mm. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Ma'am, uh, like uh, you said, there are sixteen types of stone, but we found uh, three or four types of stones in our routine practice. Like, uh, as far as I remember, the uh, oxalates, uric Calc- acid stone, mm-hmm. stuvite, and cysteine. Cysteine. They are the four. Yes, yeah, cysteine. So, I th- I think the most common is the uh, oxalate one, right? Calcium oxalate and calcium phosphate. They both make okay. at least seventy to eighty percent of stones out of these mm-hmm. two. Then are the okay. struvite is struvite. Uh, the calcium uh, stones are mostly found in the vegetarians who take lot okay. of vegetarian okay. diets, and the uric mm-hmm. acid is found mostly in the patients who take non-vegetarian diet, meat and everything. Okay. so they uh, have more of chances of having the uric acid stones 
and Now, uh, I, I, yes a connected question in this does diet actually improves the expulsion of stone or you know making of stone because people they do have tendency i will come to the tendency part a bit later but what what is the role of diet like should we do strict dieting or it's like allowed no no first they like i told you you should get your stone analyzed if it is uh, already come mm. out then according mm. to the stone you and uh, think of the diet also because lifestyle mm. change is definitely required in this once you have been diagnosed mm. and once you are diagnosed after 10 years or 5 years you will again going to have a stone problem because it is more mm. common in 20 to 40 years of age but in some uh, countries the even 5 years uh, children are also getting this and they have got special pediatric stone clinic and because okay. they are taking lot of chocolates uh, fry, uh, french fries and lot of potato chips all the junk foods they all are damaging their kidneys because these all junk foods have more of the calcium in that so they mm. are having uh, as for young as 5 year old can also have this problem so first thing is uh, the lifestyle is definitely going to be important in this and once the stone mm. is diagnosed you have assessed if it's a calcium uric acid then you can decide what diet is required and diet is definitely a bigger uh, role uh, diet plays a bigger role in this it is definitely required mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now i i can relate it very well with the uh, diet and regimen part of the organon of medicine because you know, <laughs> yeah. when it yes. is said yes. that yes the diet and yes. regimen should it's be adopted because, should be yeah. it is now, always required coming joining this with the another concept the recurrence of stone because people nowadays say expulsion of stone is one thing mm-hmm. people are taking the otcs they are taking treatment they are treating whatever they take it's fine yeah uh-huh. so expulsion is one thing and uh, more or less yes uh, expulsion is there uh, the most common like size uh, maybe 7 8 mm is the most common size uh, you know see the the, uh, the diameter of the ureter is 4 mm hmm diameter of the ureter is 4 mm so anything uh, if the sometimes the stone is bigger gets crushed and it doesn't pass in, mm. in one only in one piece only sometimes it can mm. pass in a smaller pieces also so i think approximately 5 mm. to 6 stone uh, mm stone can be passed easily and we can treat easily also but it should not mm. stone should not be more than 7 mm otherwise it will mm. uh, damage the ureter also because the passage of the bigger stone is not uh, easy for the ureter to expel also mm. now i would like to clarify one thing here because mm. many many time patient comes to you and he has read google he has read you know things uh-huh. about google that yes renal stone it's a simple condition i have 6 mm stone it's a simple condition why should be coming why should be i coming to a doctor to consult okay because mm-hmm. they have read because the 5 mm stones can be easily passed and the people they push them okay there is no need of treatment why are going for a treatment it will be automatically passed so i would like to clarify things here that it is not so it is body's tendency which decides the curability of a disease or the expulsion of stone even sometimes the 4 mm stone is there in the lower calyx and it stays uh, it there for months together uh-huh. yeah it will be stuck it it would be there for months together so if you are consulting your physician don't expect magic let's it be realistic yeah. signs if if the kidney is there and the stone is on the upper or the mid pole obviously because of gravity it has the more tendency to pass on easily and if it is there in the lower calyx it will not you know jump out of the kidney like anything mm-hmm. 
against gravity it would only yeah it would only be crushed and it would you know, wash out with the kidneys gradually so it, there is no magic that yes and there's no surety that the 5 mm stone would be passed every time no yeah, definitely it's not paper, yeah. but that is one the paper, uh, hmm. we think it may pass yes mm-hmm. yeah, but, but the the patient is uh, you know have uh, they give you the uh, reasoning that we why we did not consult a doctor because wo apne paas yeah they they think they think itna to chhota sa nikal hi jayega yes they think like because that. Yet they think like that and because of that they create a nuisance and that they create a bad thing for their body because the tendency is cannot be removed until unless we intervene medically people they under, underwent lithotripsy couple of times keep you know they are having settings two setting three setting because they are not sitting. changing their lifestyle na because yes, they are not changing their lifestyle hmm that is why so uh, ma'am uh, you know uh, when you refer patient for lithotripsy see if is recurrent is there bigger stones are there hmm. and hmm. stones impaction is at certain site and where we know or there are multiple stones are there 5 10 12 stones are there they are totally impacting mm. uh, blocking the kidney calyx is there the pelvis part is there so if the stones are many in number and we mm. know that these all stones cannot be passed within some time because to keep the stone in the body for long time is also bad because it may cause the acute kidney mm. injury also and those kidney yes, injuries are going to be a bigger problem than going for a lithotripsy which is a simple uh, procedure and we should advise mm-hmm. when we see in the next day there are multiple stones and placed at a wrong position then we should advise lithotripsy but with the lithotripsy i must advise the patient after that he should follow the diet the dietary mm-hmm. uh, changes should be very much important lifestyle changes are very much important diet exercise if his obesity is there mm. then the protein intake should be less meat should be taken less low there is one dash diet d a s h dietary advice mm. for the uh, hypertension so even in this case we can advise the patient to take low protein diet low salt intake less of uh, meat less of chocolates less, so and little bit of exercise also normal intake of water also so these uh, lithotripsy is definitely uh, advised but with the condition that the patient should be taking a proper diet so that he does not have to go for that thing again and along with homeopathy Homeopathy is my favorite. I think everybody's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> we or till don't give hyperbaric and hydrangea lycopodium. We don't think we have treated a case of stone in our life. <laughs> all of us have definitely given some medicine. Yes, yes. And all it, of it, you must have seen the patient and uh, your relative also, your friends also. It's the most common disease which you all encounter in your clinic. Hmm. So you know uh, what I do? I divide the patient into <coughs> sessions. One session okay. is yes, expulsion of the stone or reduction of the stone over a time. Like obviously, when the treatment is given, we expect the patient to be better with the reports. And the mm-hmm. second is for you know taking uh, taking care of the tendencies because tendency is one yes. thing the patient is fed up with. I still have like a few days back. I have one patient that he. was having you know recurrent tendencies for past two or three years he underwent lithotripsy he underwent all the otc's medication the allopathic uh, drugging and then he came to homeopathy 
now mm-hmm. the aim of prepending homeopathy is simple expulsion of stone but the other aim the bigger aim is to reduce the tendency because he the stones are being formed again and again you know every 3 months he is passing a stone so passing of stone i am happy that he is passing stone but his body is again you know making concretion the formation and, uh, of know. stone is should be stopped formation of yes. stones should be stopped so again yes, the Very type right. of stone the type of stone mm. the type of diet he should not take that is more important to mm. so calcium law sab yes, uh, hari sabji palak all these things should be avoided pulses should be avoided if he wants to protect mm. his kidney he can give up i think few vegetables there is no harm in that <laughs> yes ma'am so basically uh, homeopathy is used to tackle the stigma the tackle the miasmatic presentation of the cases where the uh, because of the stigma because of the miasmatic presentation the patient is undergoing a state of recurrence the mm. body is not getting rid of the stones because the, the stones are being formed yes and uh regarding again i'll come to the magical part what magic we should expect because patient always come and expect that the homeopathy would do magic in every case so what kind of magic we should expect see as such we all want magic <laughs> so we we always saying uh, whenever we give medicine immediately should uh, the patient should pass the stone but once mm-hmm. uh, if you have seen the x ray where the stone is lying and if it mm. is in the bladder then you can expect the magic there is no harm in that and it will come mm. up uh, faster also then you can tell mm. to the patient to me the why how within one day your stone will come out because you know it's <laughs> at that point where it will definitely come out and patient will think that huh. see the doctor has given such a good medicine and yeah, one, one dose only that's a magic the magic depends on the knowledge of the doctor where the stone is how much magic is really going to help the patient <laughs> so be no, smart it, in understanding where the stone is <laughs> it it happened with me uh, one of my known uh, they consulted me over the phone that they sent mm-hmm. a report that the patient is having hydronephrosis and renal stone and uh, i could not talk to the patient because of time issues and he was busy mm-hmm. and then they uh, i was called on phone and asked for the opinion so i prescribed medicines to them homeopathic medicines mm-hmm. uh-huh. and to my surpri- and to my surprise i i advise the medicine based on the pathology and hydronephrosis based on the presentation mm-hmm. so to my surprise next morning they sent me the picture of the stone that yes stone. we took one dose and stone expelled so and the so magic happened, happened five, <laughs> it, it magic happened so did you see, get magic, the report uh, of the x ray where the stone no, was no it is pre is there post is still uh, pending <laughs> because he is busy somewhere okay. but he sent the report that i am happy my stone is out so <laughs> good so we can expect magic also but uh, the for the magic the doctor should be smarter a bigger magician than the two <laughs> let the magic happen homeopathy <laughs> yes, magician ma'am. at times because uh, we know the stone is in the edge it will come out in one or two doses then you can tell the patient see you're going to be happy <laughs> fine soon so homeopaths yes. are definitely magician sometimes so magical cures happen also even we have never thought this might happen sometimes even mm. homeopaths are not sure that this medicine will act so fast and patient will be released so early also so magics do happen and we all love magics yes exactly <laughs> so the take away point of this section is that don't expect magic be realistic be evidence based mm-hmm. because depending on the situation depending on the location of the stone size of the location stone location is most important symptom, most important is location yes. 
so we should be advising the repeat investigation accordingly maybe fortnightly or monthly or two monthly but that depends ki how much symptoms patient is having and where the stone is lying and how bigger the stone is yes yes and uh, second thing i advise my patient to look for the uh, signs of you know concern if the patient is having a renal stone if he or she is having an excruciating pain blood in the urine fever or vomiting i ask them to look out for these signs and never wait further if these, these signs are, the are red, there these are called red red flag signs red flag red signs so you know a patient nowadays they are educated patients and the patient can uh, yes, go for can these signs and they look for these yeah. so if they have these signs they have uh, bleeding in the urine they have nausea or vomiting fever or excruciating pitting pain there is no point experimenting with the body further they need to rush to the nearest medical facility so that the further investigation can be done and yes there is no harm taking second opinions but if the hydronephrosis is too huge um ma'am are you still connected to us yes so if there is huge hydronephrosis do not overlook that hydronephrosis because that is one tricky situation when the patient thinks it is only internal swelling i don't mind if it is all common i read on google but the hydronephrosis is there if the stone is impacted in the ureter that can create spasm spasmodic pain that can create colics uh, maybe mm-hmm. you know there are medically there are four or five sites where the stone can be impacted so this mm-hmm. impacted stone is a medical emergency we should not wait further or we should not that wait okay fine we'll take medicine for two days and then we'll go to a doctor so this is one right. advice to the listeners that please look for the red flag signs it's a common clinical condition but it's a crucial clinical condition i have seen patients landing into emergency also yes definitely they do they do and Sometimes if there the is any staghorn big yeah hmm. if there is any staghorn calculi i doubt it is passed no it, for that lithotripsy is allowed or maybe an operation is advised hmm. for staghorn types i have, hmm. I, have I, i think i have never seen any staghorn calculi being passed to be honest it will it will never pass because it is embedded in that it will take hmm. the structure and shape exactly of the pelvis the smaller pelvis the bigger pelvis the greater hmm. pelvis all these it will take exactly the shape of that so once you have seen if you uh, just google it and see how does the staghorn Uh, calculi look on the x-ray then you will never forget it also but those stones they mm. never come out they they are the type of stones where lithotripsy or operation is advised okay perfect so with this uh, we will be winding our today's talk because we have covered almost the like uh, major portions of this and in the meantime uh, i'm you know having this uh, uh, crux of the today's insta live if you have any question you can just put in the comment box see stones are a common clinical conditions they are easily treatable but they should not be ignored because there are certain pathologies associated with them it is not only that the body is harboring a stone inside it is why it happened it is because mm-hmm. of the you know psychotic tendencies or the body's tendency for the low metabolism that can be a sign that yes body metabolism is not that fast and that is the reason the deposition is there the stone is there and it is being formed and in majority of the cases nowadays because of their lifestyle disorders because of the dietary changes because of 
lower water sedentary intake habits. because of the in- sedentary habits the stones mm-hmm. formation is becoming a recurrent uh, tendency and a recurrent problem which is a problem to everyone to patient also and to a treating physician also mm-hmm. don't expect magical cures because magical cures are not going to happen it is always a uh, you know a logical cure should be there because it depends on the size and location of the stone and the passage if the stone is too big yes. don't expect that the 14 mm stone would be passed in 4 mm or 5 mm passage yes it can break down but after breaking down also you need those medicine the one who have the capability to break it down right it will right. not straight away come into the ureter and okay say i i am going to pass so don't expect magical cures in your practice be scientific uh, uh be with a scientific bent of mind be with an evidence based nature be one should yes. be with the reality yes <laughs> realistic <laughs> treatment realistic treatment is definitely required yes and uh from treatment point of view there is no magical remedy yes otcs are misused let us not push the patient for their misuse because they are they may create a trouble for the patient in longer run especially the tincture the patient is taking hmm. too much of tinctures in longer run the treat, aim of the treatment is the first I, i always say expulsion of the stone second is to reduce the tendency considering the location size and passage That's so whatever treatment you are giving keep on repeating the investigation the basic investigation you need not ct at every sitting maybe a plain ultrasonogram is sufficient to assess the hydronephrosis and the size of the stones and the location of the stone so if you are treating a patient keep on doing these basic investigation and you yourself will know that this simple clinical condition has a relevance in clinical practice so you we can practice it well so all the best with all the renal stone doctors give medicines yes, and follow up the patient and properly think go for the blood test investigations and be gone confident upon yourself also that you can treat it and when you should be able to understand when the case has to be referred also yes ma'am that is that, that is important point because if the patient is like for example the stagon calculi are there and they need mm-hmm. to have lithotripsy don't mind referring patient to a specialist yes 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 There, you should never feel bad about it yes ma'am so with Because this we are winding today's the, uh, yeah no no it's okay okay We are we are winding today's uh, short talk on uh, renal stone, a common <laughs> clinical condition. Yes, relevant. So uh, over to you, ma'am. So thank you, Sora, uh, for inviting me. And uh, I think we have discussed some uh, salient points also. Uh, stone yes, is welcome for the homeopathic doctors, and expulsion is also welcome. A uh, magic by the homeopaths also, <laughs> and homeopathy is definitely yeah. doing a lot of things for the kidney problems. so be sure of treatment but be sure of referring the patient also once you refer the patient in the right time the patient will remember you for longer time rather than not referring the patient and putting the patient in a problem that is not allowed so you should always that, refer the patient way, and <laughs> patient will remember you that way also in in other uh, sense but but it a bad man na you should get the good bad name man. ha so you should yes, get ma'am. the good name also the patient told me to see uh, go for another mm-hmm. higher treatment also so that uh, our mm-hmm. aim is to save the patient eh? homeopathy is always saved but our aim is to save the patient also so all very the best nice, and thank you so much for inviting me
thank you so much again thank you, thank you so thank much you. ma'am thank you thank Have you okay thanks bye